we have been blessed with, with just so many great folks here in the congregation and everything. But uh, I tell you, Miss Tanya and Tim and, and uh, guys are really, really, uh, they do a lot behind the scenes, guys. And I, I'm very thankful. And, and uh, they try to look out for your pastor, too. Because, you know, when we first started out once a month, every other week, and it's like we're looking at a schedule, like, that's five weeks in a row. You're liable to go out on over temp, you know. So why don't we do a little celebration and, and uh, she'll run with it a little bit. I said, I like that. That sounds good. But, you know, also during this time, we're marking a really special time this month because this is a year since God, uh, you know, put this on our heart to plant a church here. And look at the relationships and the things that God's doing. See, people's lives change, man. People's uh, giving their life to the Lord, being saved. And that's our, our main focus to get the gospel to people. And you're going to hear about a whole lot of good stuff today. But we want to be sure that when we're giving you what we give you, that you can back it up with the word. That's why we always have, you know, the scripture. We take it right out of here, man. It's all about God's inspired word. And so uh, I, I know you guys are going to be blessed. You guys had a good week so far. It's about to get better. So before Miss Tanya takes off, I want to pray for her. And you guys sit back and enjoy. Make sure you got your notes here. I want to say a few things about this. We always try to do a handout let you know what's going on. So it tells where we're going to be, what's going on. Of course, we're going to be here next week. And then the following week, we're going to be traveling. Okay, so y'all pray for us on that. And then we'll be back for our Easter service after that. So next week here, okay? I'll do it a bite at a time next week here, okay? Amen. And then um, also we got the, the sheet that she's going to go over a little bit there. She's going to do a little teaching and preaching. Also something else, a connect card. If it's your first time here, make sure over there, Amy, wave your hand. Wee! Want to make sure you get one of the connect cards if you made a decision today or anything's going on or a prayer request. Grab that and put it back in the little gray box, and that's where we take up our offering. We don't actually pass a hat or anything, but you know what? If you feel led to donate to God's work here, uh, we're going to use it to get people uh, uh, in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ Amen. and keep the wheel turning, okay? So does that sound good? Yes. All right. We're going to pray for her, and then I'm going to get out of the way. <laughs> Father, we just thank you for all you do, Lord. I just lift up time to you. And, Father, just like we always pray for one another, make it so much more than what we could ever do. And, Father, I just thank you that uh, we just got my sweetie back in here today. Amen. She's a blessing, and she loves you, and we're just going to praise you. Father, just take the message today and seal it in our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. All right. I love you good. I don't know if Buddy can stay quiet this long. <laughs> Well, you know, I was I was talking with Tim. I'm going to turn this down because I see my pastor. He looks a little bit warm. Um, I was talking with Tim, and I was like, man, I don't have any stories. You know, Buddy always has a story. So my husband suggested if you at any time feel a story that's appropriate, come on up. I just I just wanted to say that because I, I don't have stories like he does. I was thinking. I was like, I don't have anything that. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. But, um, oh, I have the clicker, don't I? I have to drive. Okay, just teasing. Uh, well, you know, Pastor Buddy's been talking to us um, about the love of God and, and how he's faithful. He, he displayed that through the prodigal son that he, that he talked to us about. And he also brought forth uh, God's character and um, just, just his character traits and how faithful he is. And my question is, well, how do we respond to that love and that faithfulness? Worship. That's how we respond. And I just kind of defined worship because a lot of times when people say worship, what do they think of? I can sing. A lot of people think of worship as that. But I want us to, to think of worship in a, in a deeper, intimate way. It's any expression of our love to God for who he is, what he has said, and what he is doing. Okay? It's, it's, it's more. You know, my, my worship is an expression of my love for him. And there are many things that we do that is an expression of our love for him. And I have some references. Worship must be done in love. 
and that's from Corinthians. Worship is accompanied by humility and reverent fear. And reverent fear is like awe and wonder of who God is. It's knowing that he's God and I am not. That's that reverent fear, okay? That holiness that God is. The next one is worship is commanded by God. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Because remember, worship is any expression of love toward God, okay? And the last one is where I want to camp today. Worship involves surrendering your life as an offering to God, okay? That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to surrender every part of ourselves to him. And this is the scripture that, that we're going to go into today. Romans 12, 1, it says, so here is what I want you to do. God helping you. We need God's help to do this. He says, take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. You know, another uh, version says, offer your life as a living sacrifice. Okay, this is from the message. I liked how it broke it down. So we need to place our lives before God as an offering, as a living sacrifice. And why? It says embracing what God does for you is the best thing that we can do for him. I like the way the message put that. It really broke it down. See, the greatest act of worship we can do is to offer God all of ourselves. Even though we're ordinary, even though sometimes we're broken, even though sometimes we're wounded and sometimes we feel we have nothing to offer, we have ourselves. You know, that buddy's always talked about that we always have, um, you know, he gives us free will. And willingly, we need to lay our lives down and say, you know what, Lord, whatever you choose for me to do, that's what I want to do. Take my life and use it for your glory and your honor. And I thought about this, and I thought about um, some scriptures that really, to me, displayed extravagant worship. And they're both a little bit different, but I want to go into that. The first one's from the Old Testament, and I'm reading from 2 Samuel 6, 12 through 15. I'm just going to read it off the screen. It says, So David went there and brought the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with great celebration. Now, the ark of the covenant had been gone. It hadn't been in Jerusalem. And so King David is going, and he's bringing the ark of the covenant back. Sometimes you hear it talked about the ark of the covenant or the ark of God. And what's in the ark of the covenant was a jar of manna to remind them of how God had taken them out of Egypt. There was Aaron's staff that had budded, which was to show them that he was the leader of the Israelites after Moses had passed away, and the Ten Commandments. But even greater than that was at the ark was the presence of the Lord. He dwelt in the presence of the Lord where that ark was. So they were bringing the ark back home to Jerusalem. Okay, so then after the men were carrying the ark of the Lord, after the ark of the Lord had gone six steps, David sacrificed a bull and a fatted calf. So he was following obediently how to transport the ark. And David danced before the Lord with all his might, wearing a priestly garment. So David and all the people of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouts of joy and blowing of the ram's horn. Okay, so I want you to think. So here's the king. Okay, and he's taken off his kingly attire. Okay, and he's put on a robe of a priest, which is like a linen ephod is what it's called. Because, I mean, he wasn't doing this. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he was dancing. He had that thing pulled up, and he is dancing before the Lord with all of his might. And what does it say? It says, and all of the people of Israel were dancing, leading the Ark of the Covenant in. See, David shows his worship, his extravagant love for the Lord 
by this display, this act of worship, this love. It was an outward expression of his inward joy that he had for the Lord. Now, we're going to see a little bit different picture. But as the ark of the Lord entered the city of David, Michal, the daughter of Saul, which is also David's wife. Okay, so she's looking down from her window. When she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she was filled with great contempt. Okay, I want you to notice where she is. Is she where the people, is she where they are? No. She's up, it appears to be in the palace, looking down on the city. And I want to, you know, in my mind, I don't think we can worship at a distance. We can't have an intimate relationship with Christ at a distance. I can't offer myself as a living sacrifice at a distance. And she's appalled at her husband's behavior. She's, he's embarrassing her. Imagine that. There he is in the presence of the Lord. And you know what? She's so preoccupied with the superficial that she misses, she misses the opportunity to be in the supernatural. She's so preoccupied, what are people going to think? I cannot believe he is out there dancing like that, got that robe hiked up, and now everybody in town is going to be talking about my husband, the king, out there looking like a fool. But she missed the opportunity to be in the presence of the Lord and to worship him with all of her might. And however God would lead her to do that. You know, uh, that's, you know, we each have the opportunity to have an intimate encounter with Christ. When David returned home to bless his own family, McCall, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet him. Imagine this. I mean, he's like, <laughs> we just brought the Ark of the Covenant back. Yeah! You know, I mean, he's done all of that. And she says, how distinguished the king of Israel looked today, shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. Wow. Could you imagine? You're like, yeah! <laughs> and somebody says that to you that you love, that you admire. Talk about busting your little bubble, huh? Whoa, okay. All right, now let's see how David responds to her. David retorted to McCall, I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father and all his family. He appointed me as the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord. So I celebrate before the Lord. Yes, I am willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. Wow. You know, David wasn't talking about God chose, you know, it wasn't to toot his own horn. He was like, look where God has brought me. Look what God has done. How could I not extravagantly worship him? How could I not tell him thank you for all that he has done, for all that he's called me to do? Okay, because remember, David was anointed to be king when he was a young teenager. He waited 30 years while her dad tried to kill him. And he waited patiently as God prepared him to be king, to be a mighty king, to be a king who displayed worship, even though he made some bad choices. He was a man after God's own heart because he did what God called him to do because he laid his life on the altar for the Lord. He surrendered all of himself. And as I looked at this story, I thought, wow, do I consume myself with the superficial that I miss the supernatural? And I want that a question to be that you ask yourself this week. Am I so concerned 
about the things of this world that I miss the opportunities and I miss the call and I miss the worship of the Lord and I miss the supernatural. And the next example I thought of, or that I should say God brought to my mind, was in John chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. This is right before the crucifixion of Jesus. Six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was along, was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from the essence of nard. As she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair, the house was filled with a fragrance. I want you to imagine that. She comes, and that's not something that you would do. You know, you don't really touch a man unless it's your spouse back in that culture. So she comes in, and earlier in the, in the different Gospels, it says that she was a woman of great sin, and, God, and, and that Jesus had forgiven her greatly. So this is her lavish love for him. So she comes and she brings this, I was going to bring a 12-ounce jar, bigger than I thought, um, of expensive perfume, and she pours it on him. Now I want you to think for a moment, a year's wage, whatever your year's wage is, that's what that jar cost. A year's wage. That was everything. Imagine that. And she comes and she anoints him and she pours it on him, not really understanding the greatness of that in that moment. She's just worshiping him, pouring all that she has on him. And the disciples were almost like McCall. Whoa, what are you doing? Do you know how expensive that is? We could have raised money and put it back for the ministry. Some wanted to do that. Another wanted to put a little bit in his pocket for himself. But again, they were in contempt of her beautiful worship. They were in contempt of what she was offering to God. But I, I like what it said. It said the house was filled with the aroma. You know, when we offer ourselves, we become a sweet fragrance before the Lord. And I really, I didn't realize this, but it says, and Jesus was so moved that this, at this story that he retold it, he retells it in memory of her. It's in every gospel. Not every gospel has everything, but she's in every gospel. Her story is retold. Her extravagant love and worship is retold in each one. See, worship sur requires surrender. All of me poured out, just like that expensive perfume. I want you to look again at her position. Where is she? She's at his feet. Once again, I challenge us, we cannot worship. We cannot love at a distance. You know, you can't have an intimate relationship with, with your spouse at a distance. It doesn't work. You know, that love doesn't grow. And again, worship is any expression of our love to God for who he is, what he has said, and what he is doing. So will you stand for him today and say, Lord, take me and use all of me for your glory and your honor to be that living sacrifice that God uh, calls for us to be? that our greatest act of worship is giving God all of ourselves. You know, sometimes that's hard to do because the problem with a living sacrifice 
is we'll get up off the altar. When we get up, when things get challenging, I don't want to do that. It's too hard. When things aren't exactly what we're good at and we think we might fail, I'm going to get up off the altar. You know, when God asks us to love those who are unlovely, I'm going to get up off the altar. When God asks me to forgive those like he's forgiven me and it's hard, do I get up off the altar? You know, it's, a, it's such a, a beautiful thing that we can offer ourselves to him. And we can do that every day. And we do. We need to make that decision to lay our lives down. You know, I was thinking Christ was that living sacrifice. So many times in the Bible, he is our example when he was on earth. And think about what's coming up in Easter. And, uh, you know, he's on the altar. He's that living sacrifice for each one of us. Each one of us. And I mean, he was in the garden and he did not want to go. And he said, Lord, if there be any other way, take this cup from me. But what did he say? But not my will, but yours. But not my will, but yours. Thank God he didn't go. You know what? Y'all just aren't worth it. You're just not worth it. You're just not worth my sacrifice. You're just not worth that pain. Because even though sometimes some things are painful, you know, sometimes our sacrifices are awesome, you know, and they, they feel awesome, let me put it that way. And sometimes they're difficult, and they don't always feel awesome in that moment. But look at what transpired through that event. Freedom from sin, freedom from death. Uh, so thank God he did not tell the Lord, no, that he was that willing sacrifice. It's only when we place our extraordinary lives on the altar before the Lord that he can do the extraordinary through us. You know, and, and next week, Pastor Buddy's going to bring a message about your talents, what God has placed inside each one of you and me to do for his kingdom and for his glory. Um, and as I, was, as I was doing this, as God was just pouring this through me and that worship, um, I want to go over this sheet with you. Remember, worship is any expression of our love to God for who he is, for what he said, and for what he's doing. So just to recap, that worship must be done in love. It must be done in love. Worship is accompanied by humility and reverent fear. Worship is commanded by God. And, and when you hear worship, I want you to think about how you love him. How you love him. How do I love you today, Lord? How, how can I express my love for you today? That's worship. You don't, don't think of worship as just that song. How can I show you with my life, how I love you. And worship involves surrendering your ordinary, everyday life, your entire life, as an offering to God. And uh, I thought about this song that we used to sing uh, at another place, and, and I, I put the words up, and, and I pray um, that you would sing this with me, and that it would be your heart's cry. I will stand with my arms held high and a heart abandoned in awe of the one who gave it all. I will stand, my soul, Lord, to you surrendered all I am is yours. Let's sing that again. I will stand with arms held high. 
that's for each one of us. And I love what you said, that it's, it's out of love. And you know, so while we're here today, and we're just taking that minute, this little snapshot to just push all the junk out of the trunk and say, Lord, you know, today, I just want to worship you right where I am, right here, right now. And you know, the way we do that is first just coming to, to that saving knowledge of, his, of, of Jesus and understanding, like she said, that he is God and we are not. And that there's sin that separates us from a holy God. But here's the great, great news that he laid down his life so that we could come forward and bask in his glory. You say, what do you mean, buddy? The Bible says that all men have, have, have sinned and they've fallen short of the glory of God. But he also says that, you know, when we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, when we call upon the name, turn from the sin and turn to God and say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today is my day, Lord. Today is my day. I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. You know, a lot of times we, we, we listen and we sing, and a lot of times people just gloss over that there's a place called hell, but I'm going to tell you there is a place called hell. But you don't have to go because Jesus made the way for us to step into his kingdom. And you can do it today right here where you're at. It's this simple. If this is your prayer, just pray for me already. Say to the Lord today, that made sense. And today, Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. And today, Lord, I believe that you are the son of God, that you take away our sin. And today, come into my life, Lord. And today, I am a Christian. Lord, I believe that God rose you on the third day and that you are seated on the right hand of God. Lord, that you are my Savior and I am yours. Today, if that's your prayer, don't leave here without telling somebody so we can celebrate. Write it on a connect card. Graham, say, hey, buddy, you know what? I'm praying that prayer with you today. Today, Jesus is mine and I'm his. That's what it's all about. So, Father, we just thank you for an awesome time and what you're going to do as we fellowship. I just thank you for the message, Lord, uh, for the worksheet, because I know that the message is spoken in love and spoken in truth and it's going to impact your life. And it's not just for right now. It's for eternity. Because, God, you deal in eternal dividends. And so today we just thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, how about giving my partner a hand? She did a great job. Give the Lord a hand. That's right. Ultimately it's him, but you know what? God is using folks as they just submit to him. And so, you know, while we're getting ready, I'm going to go ahead and pray for over the food and then we'll figure out the best way to do this and, and everything else. But you know what? Have you guys been blessed so far? Absolutely, man. I tell you what, we always got something cool going on because you know why? We're always chasing after God because he's always just pouring out more grace, more more exciting news. I mean, you know, I'm going to tell you what, I don't know what's going on in my heart, man. If You know what? If there's something that you want to pray about today, just grab one of us. We want to pray with you. I just want to tell you this. I'm just going to pray a prayer of healing over this room um, because I, God's just laying this on my heart. So I, I just let's just stretch out our hands just to the Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, that in that salvation, not only do we have free freedom, Lord, from sin, but Lord, we have salvation, Lord, and I pray for each one here. I know there's needs uh, that maybe haven't been discussed before. You know what it is. Father, we pray healing over bodies here. We pray healing over finances. We pray healing, Lord, in restoration of, of just uh, relationships, Lord. May you be exalted today, Lord. We just thank you. We claim all that victory in the beautiful, beautiful sacrifice of your son, Jesus. In Jesus' name.